with the final details being taken care of, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, we're in for a real treat this Wednesday. The Speed River Inferno and Canadian 10,000 meter championships with the high performance sections kicking off at 7 o'clock at Alumni Stadium features guys like Nick Willis, Anthony Romanu, Jean-Pierre Lalonde, Kate Van Buskirk, Corey Belmore, and way more including 11 Olympians in total. Now, I know you're a track fan, that's why you're listening, so I really can't stress enough how important it is for us as a community to come and support meets like this. Anyway, on this week's bonus episode, we'll catch up with two buds of the show and feature athletes at the Inferno, Anthony Romanu and Jean-Vierre Lalonde. As well, if you listen close, you'll be sure to catch the Macho Man make a cameo appearance. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. Anthony Romanu is an Olympian, a 145.6 800-meter runner, and one of the biggest characters in track right now. He's going to be racing in a loaded 800-meter field this Wednesday at the Speed River Inferno with two-time Olympic medalist Nick Willis and mid-distance stud Corey Belmore. All right, so let, let me read a quick tweet to you. Uh, this is from at Anthony Romanu on Twitter in response to at Nick Willis, two-time Olympian. If you don't have the fastest last 200 in the field, I'll eat my singlet. So, Anthony, let me ask you, how do you like your singlet best prepared? <laughs> uh, um, let's see, in a, in a nice, my mom's tomato sauce, probably. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, boy. Do you do you think he still has the, the fastest two hundred? I mean, like he's so explosive when he needs to be. Like he can just make a move and and take off for it. But I mean, like taking a look at this field, do you think he's got the fastest two hundred of, of every of anybody there? Um. Well, in my experience, uh, milers tend to be the fastest closers, and he what has he got a three thirty a three what twenty nine PB is that it? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm in the uh in the 15 so i think he probably also has uh if not the fastest 800 pb in the field um he's run 145 uh i don't know what year that was but um i i think it's a safe bet uh i've raced the funny thing is the last time i raced nick willis uh mcbride was also um there i it was 2012 and I think McBride ran one. I think they both ran 147, and they both went by me on the back stretch on the second lap. Or maybe Nick was a little bit after that, but it did happen quick. And uh, uh, so, like I said, I think McBride went first, and Nick went chasing him, and they both put on a couple seconds on me in the last couple hundred meters. So, I, I like I said, I think it's a safe bet, but I, at the end of the day, I'd, I'd obviously like to have that last 200. Um, and not eat my singlet, but uh, we'll see. Man, just taking a look at this at this field. I mean, there's you, there's Nick Willis, there's you know Corey Belmore, uh, there's a bunch of guys from the United States as well too. Um, have Have you already started your your scouting? I mean, like where where do you think that you fit in in this field, and uh, who are the guys to watch for really? Um, I'm pretty bad at looking at. Um, you know, looking at up everyone's stats and everything, I, I tend to, for me, it's just more about just like, okay, you know, be ready for anything. Obviously, we know the pace is going to be good. I'm pretty sure Brandon knows how to 
had a set of pace in an 800. So um, I, I, my plan is just to kind of get out near the front, if not behind behind Brandon, and and uh, uh, just try and close well after he after he drops out. Um, we're I wouldn't say there's anyone on you know I'm like okay I'm worried about this person worried about that person, but I think it's it's going to be one of those like all right, we got a good, we got a good pacer and there's going to be a lot of guys closing. Well, um, I know you can expect that. So there should be a lot of like motivation throughout the whole race from start to finish, um, to, to keep pushing, keep the pace honest and, you know, close right to the line. Um, honestly, like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close one, but I, I think I'm ready to go 146, and, um, I, I, I could see a couple guys in the field, uh, being ready to do that as well, so uh, I, like it's going to be a battle for sure. Oh man, that's that's already so exciting, and I mean, that, like this kind of leads into my next question, just because you know when I think of Guelph, I think of you know probably one of the smartest. Uh, track fan bases in the country. There, I mean, you have the Victors, which is you know the Masters group there, but you also have the the Speed River Crew, and I believe there's a couple other track clubs there as well too. They always come out. They always you know support this event as well too. There's always people coming from in from out of town as well too. So it's a very smart, smart crowd in there, and uh, the atmosphere is just it's almost unlike anything that I've been at in Canada. How, how does it feel from the track though? Like how does that atmosphere feel from the track? Do you feel like it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit more of a push or like where, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it's always weird racing on your home track, like that you train on every day, um, in a, in a different environment than you're used to it. Um, so, so that's always shocking. Um, you step out and you're like, you know, I just did some, 400s here two days ago or whatever last week and now it's like filled with people and noisy um it's all official looking and fancy with all the signs and posters and stuff and um so the it, it it's funny i'm used to like you know being in a hotel room or something before a race and it's kind of weird like coming from home maybe even sometimes i'm like biking to the track um there have been years where i've done that and uh you know, so you just, you do have to adjust kind of your expectations considering like the the scenery is so familiar and you have to be, you have to be ready to do something a little bit more special than just showing up for everyday practice. But um, as far as like comparing it to, you know, other meets or things, it is, it, it does have that very much that European feel. Um, you know, people are, are, people are track fans. And, you know, they're there, they're there either, you know, they participated in the mile um, earlier in the day or the, in the pre-meet, um, you know, generally, you know, track fans are participation based. And I think that, you know, the Inferno did a really good job making sure that people, you know, if they're going to get involved in, as a spectator, they're also going to be able to, um, you know, be physically involved in some way. I think, you know, runners are runners and, and track athletes in general are like that. You know, it's like, I don't want to just sit and watch. I want to, uh, I want to go do something. I, you know, I can't, I can't, I get, I get restless. I think we're all a little bit like that. So it's, I think it's a fun environment. People, people have kind of had their, um, you know, their event earlier in the day. They're still on a high from that. Everyone's excited talking about how their day went you know, whatever race they were in or if their kids were in a race. And so, 
you know, it's, a, it's really fun to be like afterwards, especially to be mingling because everyone's got, how, how, did you, how did your race go? How do you think, you know, everyone's, everyone's done something. So I really like that side of it. Um, I think that's probably where track is headed, kind of a, a grassroots um, experience for everybody involved, you know, like, and, and like I said, that's kind of how they've been doing it in Europe, at least as far as I've been going over there, just having like three different sections of the meet and and um, having kind of a, a one section reserved for elite elite races and then and then people who are there have either finished and are now sitting back and having a beer or they're gonna they're gonna do their event later on in the evening um, so it's not it's not an unprecedented uh, model um, but it certainly is more fun for me to you know have that like I think the really great atmosphere, but also be able to share it with the people that I do see uh, at the track, um, you know, every week and also my family, which, you know, I, I, they're coming over from Hamilton. So it's always fun to look up into the stands and have my, have my parents and my grandparents sometimes waving out and, and then go be able to talk to them afterwards about it and just kind of enjoy like the last few years, go up there and enjoy the 10,000s. Um, after my cool down and stuff and kind of talk to my mom about what's happening in a 10,000. She's, you know, just, all right, mom, this is what's going on. We got, uh, this person's making a move or they're on pace for this. Um, and, and, and especially that, you know, people do know people sitting around, they do know what's going on. And, uh, uh, in a, in a long race, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be with it. You gotta be under kind of understanding. Okay. This is, this is what's happening. This is the strategy. So it's, it's, uh, I, like I said, that's, that's kind of a long answer, but it is, it is a really special night for me every year. I do look forward to it. Um, and the 800s have always been fast. So, um, first things first, I'm always kind of, all right, let's get the, let's, let's focus on the race and then I can enjoy the second part of it afterwards. And usually there's some sort of function with the athletes or whatever at somebody's house. So that's also special. Um, yeah, so it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you mentioned all this and, and how special it is, but when you look around the country, um, you know, these sorts of meets, while never super common, they seem to be kind of, you know, dropping off one by one. Um, I mean, we're hearing that that the Mars canceled uh, out east, and, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, we, we've heard about various high-performance meets uh, dropping off until there's really essentially two meets like this now why is it important that people go out and support the inferno and go out and watch it well like it's 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 kind of one of those like top down or bottom up like you know where's the problem i like i said you know before i i really do feel like um in order i, th- I think track fans if we see where, where track is popular or where running is popular you know it's, it's a participation um, crowd and people, people are, people want to feel involved. And I think that's something that track offers that not a lot of other sports can. It's extremely accessible. Um, and I think that, you know, if you went to a baseball game, like how great would it be before the Jays played to go out there and play with your friends, like for an hour or two and then, go up into the stands and watch the Jays come out and do their thing. I think obviously that's not possible, but that's something that you can do in track and field. And I hope that that's kind of, people are taking note. It's not really 
about like bringing in the biggest names and spending, you know, spending all that money on the, you know, the big, the big attractions, like not everyone, there really, there's only a few household names in track and field. Um, and you know, not everyone's going to have access to them. So, but, but what every, but what every city I think, you know, in Canada has access to is a pretty large base of people who like to just get out and be active. And a lot of those people are running. I, I'm, I'm biased as a distance runner. That's kind of the community that I have the most exposure to, but um, you know, track and field across the board, like it kind of has that appeal. So I do think that, you know, supporting the Inferno um, is kind of a, a show a vote of support for sort of that model. Um, I, like I said, I think it's, the, I think it's something that the Inferno has done really well. I'm not as familiar with the history of Harry Jerome and it, it is, you know, it's a long history and obviously a successful one. Um, I was having a conversation with someone earlier this year saying that there was in the early stages, there was a, a relationship between the sun run and Harry Jerome in terms of like, if you ran the sun run, there was like uh, you, you could go watch the, watch the meet or something like that. There was a, they, they had connected the two. And I, I think that's a smart idea. Obviously we get thousands of people every year all across Canada getting, getting on the roads and doing their thing. And you know, to think that those people wouldn't be interested in track is, I think, kind of silly. You don't see it happening in other sports, like um, that many people getting out and doing something. And maybe what I'm saying is fairly simple, but um, like, you know, how many people are going out for a swim or, or uh, you know, even triathlon, triathlons, they're big, but they don't get that kind of like participation. And it's, it's a fairly lucrative and popular sport. You don't hear people talking about how triathlon is struggling. But, you know, people are coming out in crowds to run. So, like I said, I'm hopeful that, that people are starting to think maybe a little bit differently in terms of how they attract, um, how they, how they attract people to come to their meets. I think that there is a really, like, a, you know, we have a lot of raw resources for fans. Um, but the model of, you know, bring in the big sprinter or whoever, you know, that'll attract fans. I, I don't think that's working. It's only, you know, the diamond leagues are going to get those people and you're going to get those kinds of fans in those cities. But maybe if we think a little smaller, think back to the roots of the sport, how we had fans back in the sixties and seventies. Um, and I think meets, you're going to see more meets like the Inferno and that's kind of something Guelph has always done well is be a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of training, environment, culture. So I think this is going to be one of those things, maybe tw- hopefully 10, 20 years down the line, hopefully sooner, people are going to say, yeah, like, let's do it the Guelph way. Like that's, you know, look, you know, this, the, Guelph and Harry Drum, these are the meets that are surviving. Like, how are they doing it? Let's do it that way. And then we start to see meets, you know, popping back up in Halifax, Toronto, Hamilton, maybe, you know, Calgary, Edmonton. These are great cities. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful, though, because I, I think we got I think there are a lot of passionate people in the sport who who are willing to put their time and their money into hosting and and, um, you know, creating communities and getting in touch with those communities. So. 
I, I'm I'm hopeful and I'm I'm pretty positive about it. And I do think that you know this kind of or these meets are falling falling off the map. Maybe this is a sign that all right things need to change seriously. And I think for the better. So so let's yeah that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I think about that. You know, last time that, that we talked, you were uh, you were out on the West Coast um, and you had spent some time down in San Diego. I believe when we talked, you were in Victoria. How's training been going since then? It's been pretty consistent this year. I ended my season pretty late um, in September 2017. So we've been being, you know, careful not to get too excited. You know, you see other runners running fast times. Make sure we follow the program. I've been healthy. I think my races have improved, um, you know, step by step. My training's kind of been a little bit ahead of where I've been in the past at this time of year in terms of training. And um, we're doing things slightly differently, just backing off on speed a little bit. I'm getting a, you know, I'm not old, but I think there's more to be gained from building a, a specific aerobic endurance and, um, I, it's, it's going to take a little bit more time to really apply that to an 800, but I think it's for the best. Um, but I was, uh, working on a little bit of top end speed work last week and, and, uh, the legs are still there. I still, I still got the pop, which is good to see. Um, I think I, I think I ran a, my first 22 something second 200 in, in Guelph. We haven't really been down to that, like quite that top end speed for that distance yet so it was fun to see at 22 and um, me and Dave had a good chuckle about that um, but uh, so I think it's there I'm, I'm confident like I said I think I'm I think I'm ready to go 146 um, obviously seeing like Marco and Brandon run some pretty killer times and you know Marco's only what is he only 18 or 19 mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's always you know it, you, you got to make it motivating in the right way um, it's uh, not let it like, kind of discourage you. Just say, you know, like, all right, all right. Like you set the bar. I gotta, I gotta have a, what is it? A clap back or whatever. Now <laughs> it's my turn to go and set a time. So and I, I, that being said, I'm totally pumped that we have a, a, a Canadian freshman running that fast, but it, it is, a, it is, uh, it feels a little bit uh, deja vu to when McBride was, was uh, his first couple of years of university. And we got this young guy running in the same time. Oh, we got another one at the same school. Here we go again. So uh, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta step up my game. Um, but uh, there's no cutting corners. So just gonna keep, keep doing it step by step. Follow the program. All right, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot here for you know just a second. But uh, the other day I was on YouTube and kind of went down that rabbit hole and uh, ended up coming out the other end just watching a whole bunch of, you know, like old Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, promos, you know, as as one oh as one tends to do. But yeah, I was thinking, you know, like professional wrestling is a sport, uh, however you want to describe it, entertainment that is never lacked for viewers. So I'm wondering... Could you cut a promo right now on some of your competitors? Maybe, you know, make it, you know, big 90s Attitude Era WWF sort of promo. Can you do it for me? I, I, uh, one of the things that me and my, um, my roommate really love to do is uh, one of our favorites is Macho Man Randy Savage. I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with his famous promos where he puts the, uh, 
the cream on top of his head and he says, the cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. Um, I actually got, actually got my roommate, uh, uh, Randy Savage, um, uh, t-shirt for Christmas, uh, last year. Uh, another thing, uh, maybe people don't know, maybe people do is that he, uh, he was the bone saw from, uh, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the bone saw is ready. <laughs> and, um, I, uh, me and Jeremy Ray, we would used to, we used to match up for uh, 1200 time trials at training camp. And before the uh, time trials, I used to say to him, I got you for three minutes, three minutes of play time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I have the list in front of me here. Um, for the, uh, the 800, I'm, I'm trying to see, uh, God, what do I say? I've, I've already said I'll eat my singlet, um, which, uh, I hopefully don't have to do here. It was, I'm trying to look at the field. Um, do you have it in front of you? I can do a, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Kermin's Mitchell Black. I'm trying to think of some kind of corny insult here. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Oh, Belmore. What do you think? You, you can chug beers and come onto the track and run like the big boys. This isn't a beer mile, Belmore. This is the 800. Oh yeah. The cream rises to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Crush the Kiwis, man. Uh, D, D, I'm trying to do a Randy Savage. <laughs> uh, I'm failing miserably. I'm sorry. I, I don't have a persona. Maybe I just make some ape noises in front, and then that, that'll be enough. Um, yeah, that is that's funny. We should do uh, we should do promos. Uh, uh, give, give me time to come up with a uh, with a character um, next time, and uh, and maybe I can come up with something clever. Uh, for now, the the Macho Man is all I got. <laughs> uh, I think those guys were on on a few uh, a few illegal substances when they would do their promos as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna snort anything before that, but it, it, it certainly helped them be ent- more entertaining. Uh, and I don't think that's the solution to tracks problems is is uh, cocaine induced uh, uh, promos, but uh, entertainment. Um, we could learn something from from the WWE. Uh, maybe maybe bring back some outlandish outfits or something. Oh man, that's fantastic! And <laughs> I, I'm just making a quick note in, in in my notes here. Tell Dave to get a wireless microphone before that 800 because we totally need that. Man, thanks a lot for uh, for being for being on the show this week, and I will see you on Wednesday. And I hope everyone else sees you on Wednesdays too to see the cream. Rise to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some push-ups on the start line. That's my that's my signature. So, but you can come and see that and make me make a fool of myself. Jean-Vierre Lalonde is an Olympic finalist, steeplechaser, national record holder, and hungry to take down her 1500 PB on the Guelph track this Wednesday. We caught up with her earlier this week. All right. So, watching the Inferno, I've I've taken a few of these things in, and probably one of my very favorite moments was uh, actually came from last year in that 1500 meter race. Uh, you were in it, and there was a pacer, and the pacer was running out front, and I think the pacer was running on time. But then all of a sudden, we see you pull out and completely gap the pacer, taking off 
on the race all on your own and basically making the race your own. Like I said, one of my favorite moments from the Inferno. Maybe we can start there by taking a step back and looking at last year's race. What do you remember about it? Yeah, um, that was quite that was quite a race. Um, I sometimes you just kind of get into a mood state and you just kind of run with it, um, literally. And uh, so in that particular race, I had been wanting to to run a fast fifteen hundred meter time for quite a while, and I was just kind of on edge. And uh, yeah, the pacer went exactly on time. It was she did a very good job. And, um, but, you know, sometimes you're just ready to go. And, uh, so my, at about, uh, I think, I don't know how, I think it was 700 meters to go. Um, my legs just kind of got antsy and, and I went for it and, uh, and I ended up running the race, uh, pretty much alone, but, um, ultimately I got a PB out of it and it made for a great show. And, um, you know, it was just, it was, a really good race and I think I needed that kind of race where I ran by myself and um and I knew that that I could I could run some kind of time like that and then ultimately it led me to to win the Canadian championships um in the steeplechase and uh so it was perfect prep and um hopefully this year's a little bit less solo running but um but is as exciting nonetheless. Well, I mean, that was super exciting, and you ended up running, I believe, uh, a 410 and change, well, which is which is really great, but I can only imagine that someone like you really wants to see the underside of the 410 mark. Uh, do you think that's that's in the cards for this year's 1500? Yeah, I think it's definitely in the cards for this year's 1500, um, and uh, I would I would love to go under 410. Um, I would love to, to see... Um, my full potential in the, in the 1500. I've been I've been aching away at at practice, so it'd be fun to put that into into play and um, see it through in a race. But uh, ultimately, you know, the Inferno is about getting the community out and getting high performance athletes um, running fast and having a good time. And uh, if that happens, then uh, it'll be a success. Well, just take a look at the at the cert list that's in in front of me right now. There's some some pretty big names, uh, including it looks like uh, you know we have Jenna Westaway flying in from out west. Uh, you know, Lucia Stafford. You know, also all sorts of really great names on there. Have you uh, have you done done any uh, research into into who you're racing and maybe some tactics? Who you want to stick with uh, in all of this? Um, no, I'm not. The 1500s kind of. Uh... Well, it's not my specialty, so you know, um, if I can get out and run with those girls, then it'll be a good day. And uh, they're running really well right now, so um, I'm excited to see what they can do um, on the golf track. It's it's hot, so um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it'll be a good race. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I noticed that you just opened up your your. Um you know, your racing year this, this past weekend, I believe in, uh, in Nashville, how, how did that race go? And, uh, you know, what was the end result? Yeah. So that was the beginning of my, uh, ultimately third season this year. It's been a little bit weird with, um, the indoor championships and then, um, going down to Australia for Commonwealth games. And then, um, now the outdoor season kind of taking full swing. So, um, it, it was a good race. It was, uh, I paced again by um uh fellow canadian uh, alicia butterworth so she's 
she did an awesome job and um and then i i kind of ran the last half uh, on my own so um there's definitely a lot more in the tank but it was good to get those steeple legs going and um run a bit of a faster time than at commonwealth i was a little i pulled my hamstring about a week before um the race there so I was happy to to be healthy and to be jumping over the barriers well and uh, moving fluidly. So, um, yeah, really happy that 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 went well. And I think now things are just kind of starting to take full swing. So um, this uh, the Inferno will be another great step towards that and then national championships. And then um, after that, we'll kind of see uh, what happens. So, you know, speaking of the Inferno, I have to think, you know, talking to a lot of people, uh, especially a lot of people from Speed River, they say the atmosphere there is is just fantastic. There's there's no better place to run if you're a Guelph athlete. Now, obviously, you weren't born in Ontario or in Guelph. However, you've lived there for for such a long time. Does that that feel like a hometown crowd to you uh, now? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've lived in Guelph now for about nine years, so. Um, a lot longer than I ever anticipated, but you know we've made this place our home. And um, although it's not the East Coast, it's definitely um, it's definitely my one of my hometowns now. And uh, I get to to run around and see see community runners and stuff, and um, having all of them come out. And um, I mean the triathlon group comes out, and anyone who has any interest in running comes out, and uh, that really um, it brings uh, the, the community of Guelph together and I think um, the community of Guelph itself has uh, has a love for the sport and um, that definitely brings a, a brighter crowd and um, a more enthusiastic environment for, for races. So, um, you know, with the campus mile that'll happen before, I think people will be excited and happy and it's, that'll just light up the scene on, on Canadian track and field um, here in Guelph. So. So take a look at the the roster for the night. We have some 200s, some 800s, uh, of course, the 1500, the junior 1500, uh, and the 10,000 meter championships. Is there anything that uh, that you're hoping to to catch and and you know maybe take in uh, after you're done your your warm up and cool down and racing? You know what? I'm just excited to to be a part of it, and um, as much as going and and listening to the marathoners talk the night before, um, and then watching the campus mile and the community go around uh, around campus and then um, watching the sprinters and the distance runners and seeing Nick Willis come down and then seeing the long distance crew at the night and then at the end of the night it'll be um, it'll just be a great time so I'm not there's no, nothing in particular but I think uh, I look forward to seeing everyone out so so here's the thing uh, last year's last year's campus mile it was a pretty quick race. However, there was one participant that uh, that I think we should all focus on, and that, that was your coach, Dave Scott Thomas. He ended up running what I believe was a seven flat. Now, he blames that on his daughter. His daughter was holding him back, apparently, through the entire thing, and then she outkicked him at the end. How fast of a mile could Dave run at this point? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to pick any fights. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, I think Dave... Dave's awesome. He's he's so cool how he he trains and stuff. He'll go out on the track and and run some two hundreds and and uh, we'll see him getting his workout in before our workouts every day. So um, you know, having him out there and racing against Reed, I know Reed's getting faster. So um, I look forward to to seeing how fast they go this year. But yeah, he can definitely dip under under seven. 
Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be an even faster day and he'll dip under six or something. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing Dave run again. Hopefully he's, he's signed up. So. Fantastic, fantastic! I know we'll have uh, Dave and I will have some people up in in the booth after um, after the races and stuff. So hopefully we'll see you up there. Uh, maybe get a couple words from you on Inferno Night. But uh, really looking forward to uh, to the Inferno Night. And you know, thanks a lot for being on the, on the show this week, Jen. Yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone else. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Be sure to check out the Speed River Inferno happening this Wednesday at Alumni Field on the University of Guelph campus. Big thanks to my guests this week, both jean Viev as well as Anthony, as well as to Tracky for their ongoing support. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram, at the Terminal Mile. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, tracky.ca. Big thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Music